What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World headquarters, this is episode number 234 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening, however you're making that happen. I surely do appreciate it, y'all. Texas is a special place for me, especially when it comes to barbecue. I've spent some time in Houston, uh, in the Houston area for work, and have been fortunate enough to visit a number of the top barbecue joints in the state during my travels there. I recently had the chance to talk with a Texan who had a career as a real-life rocket scientist and has also won on one of barbecue's biggest stages. Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers joins me this week to talk about his journey in barbecue from starting out in competition to his work with Traeger and plenty more. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit www.motleyq.ca and click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are both full-day and micro-classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, it's a great class for beginners, to big game prep for the big football game coming up next month. It's going to be super. And also brisket, micro-classes, and a bunch more coming up, including steak, ribs, and more. I did have the chance to take one of their classes with Big Joe and Jess a couple years back, and it is a great, very entertaining experience. Lots of great food, tons of knowledge. Good times. Again, the website is motleyq.ca, M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A. Click on the Classes tab to find available classes coming up in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the show here. And uh, heading down south to my favorite uh, barbecue destination state this week, uh, visiting with Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers out of Texas, uh, a regular on the Barbecue Central show, a, a barbecue world champion, and just a, a good all-around uh, barbecue source of information. So, uh, Doug, welcome to Eat More Barbecue Canada's Barbecue Podcast. Great to have you here tonight. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay, eh? Awesome. There you go. <laughs> so you know, I appreciate you, know you having me. <laughs> a boot. Uh, I'll a throw, boot, try to throw yeah. in a couple of uh, boots. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and sorry, I'm not drinking a drinking a beer, no, but right. uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, absolutely. Question I ask everybody right off the top, uh, Doug, is uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Yeah, it might be a little long answer, but it means religion, mm-hmm. happiness, and creativity to me. And let me explain those. Yeah. Barbecue's a religion. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and and people are fanatic about, you know, what part of the country they're from, you know, fat side up, mm-hmm. fat side down. There, there are just several religious questions that people get all hot and bothered in. And, the, and one of the things is, you know, and even barbecue as a name itself, barbecue to me is the whole encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's smoking, you know, to, you know, 275 and low yeah. or maybe 325. And then also grilling. Because if you're like in New York, I'm actually a co-host on a baseball and right. barbecue podcast as well. Yep. And 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 those guys, when they when they used to barbecue, it'd be the hamburgers and hot dogs sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it's just religion and, you know, people have different beliefs and different thoughts. So um, on the happiness no one's mad when you cook barbecue. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, it's always a good time sitting by the fire and, you know, and, and, uh, 
or the pellet grill or whatever, you know, yeah. just sitting by the grill and having some camaraderie with people. And once you serve it to them, man, then they're really happy. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, like Diva Q says, life's too short to, to eat bad barbecue, yeah. but, uh, so I'm assuming it's a good barbecue, but, uh, it, it just brings happiness and it, and it, and it, and it cheers people up and, and you kind of get away from the world. So it's kind of my, my happy space. Cause, uh, I get away from all the, all the you know issues of the day and issues of the week and that sort of thing. And so the last thing is creativity. I never knew. I'm a former engineer, right. recovering engineer, if you will. Yep. But uh, but you know, haven't done that in about 15 years. But um, did it for 20. But I never knew I really had a right brain creativity. You know, mo- most of my my thinking was left brain and analytical, and and I was always kind of caught up in the engineering side. And that's actually one of the reasons I left engineering is I got tired of the monotony of it. And okay. and uh, you know, barbecue is about creativity and creating recipes and trying to do it better each time. And and uh, I think that that uh, that's actually part of the fun of barbecue, and and it keeps it interesting and keeps all of us. You know, close to our grills. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I say uh, my my wife is a, a baker. Uh, oh, she, is she? she? She doesn't does not enjoy cooking particularly, but she does enjoy baking. And we and we've talked about that. You know, baking is science. Yes, whereas very cook, scientific. Whereas cooking is more of an art, right? The uh, yes, yeah. yes, and that's funny. You know, my wife actually, you know, on our competition team, row cookers, my wife does the the beans, some of the ancillary categories, yep. beans, and also she's a dessert maven. Mm. She's done really well at the the Houston Rodeo. Yep. Gotten high as fifth in dessert and sixth. And when I cooked her recipe, I got sixteenth. And so it's only fair, right? Yep, yep. But uh, but uh, anyway, so but she doesn't measure anything. Thing. Oh, really? She oh. actually makes makes baking kind of an art, oh, well, which is, and and she doesn't hardly try. You know, it's crazy to me. Yeah. These people that cook barbecue and then you know they turn in their they're turning and then they never tried it. I'm yeah. like, that's incredible because it'll vary from oh, yeah. animal to animal and yep. cook to cook, and yep. you just never know if it's good or if it's your day or anyway. So it she she actually does a an art form to baking. Yeah. No, my wife is very much, uh, follow the recipe. That's, uh, that's her, uh, her deal. So that's funny. So, so I used to be that way. You know, my engineering was, Oh man, if it said two teaspoons, it's going to be two teaspoons pretty, you know, and I brush it off and everything like that. She has gotten me out of that, that, that uh, kind of box, if yeah. you will, yeah. and I add two teaspoons. It might yeah. be heavy, or you know, whatever, and and I'll pile it in. But uh, uh, on certain things, I, I measure things out specifically. Sure. But yeah. uh, but especially, I'm a ratio guy. Yeah. So when I do ra- you know, recipes, it's always four parts of this, two parts of this, one right. part of this, and and you know, regardless. So I, I'm I'm more on the ratios than I am on the specific measuring right. and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it, it might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's part of, you know, I'm rogue cookers. So I yep. do whatever the hell I want to. And, and and that's what I like is being, a, you know, a team of just my wife and I. Yeah, it makes it easy, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little background on you. A Texas home for you originally? Or you're in, you said it was Bull Verde you're in now? Yeah, I'm in, in Bull Verde. Yep. Yeah, which is north of San Antonio. Yep. If you're familiar with Texas, it's between Bernie and New Braunfels. Well, yep. people have yep. probably heard of that more than than, uh, than certainly Bulverde. We're yep. a town of like 5,000. But uh, I was an Air Force brat. So yep. prior to high school and in, in, in kind of junior high, I moved almost every year. Right. We were in Texas. You know, we were in Lubbock twice and 
Del Rio and Fort Walton Beach, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Clovis, New Mexico a few mm-hmm. times and Denver. So we moved all over. Yeah. And, and and consequently, I was kind of an introvert because why would I develop any, mm-hmm. any you know relationships and yeah. people? I'm just going to leave them in, in a year or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did go to high school. So I was born in Texas. So let's get yeah, that clear. Yeah, yep. But but uh, that's important. I know. I know. <laughs> that's important I've down here. I've spent enough so time there am... to know that that's an important distinction. <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll get that straight yeah. right off the bat but yeah. um, i did go to high school in clovis new mexico okay. which is about it's up by the texas panhandle it's actually nine miles from the texas border but say, uh, it's, just it's, it's kind of like a yeah like an isosceles triangle with amarillo and lubbock mm-hmm. and it's kind of right in the it's just just uh west of there yeah. about two hours about of both of them and yeah. so um that was kind of my stomping grounds and and it was kind of good to develop some relationships and you know uh, i played sports and in, in in high school and stuff and so um that was fun and it was a small town yeah you know it's a small town of about thirty six thousand, and um i used to go to lubbock uh on most of the weekends, my junior and senior years to, to kind of go to the big city. <laughs> so, yeah. so Awesome. And then uh, you mentioned the engineer, you did some rocket work and that sort of thing. What uh, was that with NASA or what, what kind of stuff were you doing there? Well, you know, I was, uh, uh, my father was a pilot in the air force, okay. right? Yep. So I had, I just grew up loving planes. Yep. I loved to fly. Did I ever want to learn how to fly? No, no, that's not that's not something I wanted to to do. But um, so I have a love of planes, mm-hmm. and so I decided I was going to go. I decided in ninth grade I was going to go to A and M, Texas A and M. I wanted to be a day's drive away from my parents. All things, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, truth be known. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, that was about an eight or nine hour drive. So I wanted to. Uh, so I decided, you know, to to go to Texas A and M, and I was going to major in engineering because they have a good engineering school and stuff. And so I thought about going into like, you know sports psychology and that sort of stuff but uh you know and in medical stuff i just can't i couldn't handle the thought of blood and stuff but uh, so i went into engineering in aerospace specifically Mm -hmm. um probably you know just due to my love of planes i actually don't like rockets in space and electrons because electricity moves the wrong way and that sort of thing so i didn't like any of that stuff but uh but uh aerospace engineering was great Mm -hmm. so i i was a bookworm uh in college um a nerd if you will um only made three B's in college and stuff. And so, um, but I didn't hang out with the engineering people and I, and that was, that was by design. I was like, man, these people are kind of weebs said with peace and love. And, you know, being a former engineer, I can say that, but, but, uh, so I joined a fraternity in, in, in college and, uh, uh, that actually kind of got my, my, uh, personality more on the extrovert side a little bit and met my wife. Yeah. I met my wife at, at AM, but uh, so when I graduated, I, I had a, I had my choice of jobs. I could go anywhere, and so you know, Exxon, Boeing, you know, General Dynamics, wherever. But uh, so I chose, but I chose a small engineering company that where we did consulting. Okay, and we did computer simulation, and it's called. This is going to get Gwebert, and I'm going to nerd out for for yeah, thirty yeah, seconds, do, but but it's it's called finite elements, okay. and basically you you take something whether it's a 
let's say an engine or an aircraft wing or whatever, you can model that thing with little small mathematical elements and tie them all together and just put the boundaries of, you know, where it attaches to, what the load is on the lift of the wing or whatever, yep. just to kind of, you know, see the deflection. So um, <clears throat> I'm actually a professional engineer in structural engineering, and I still keep that. That was too hard to hard to get. But, yeah, yeah I did do some work for NASA. Okay. Um, uh, even the, I was, uh, you know, consulting, you know, for the the software for several software companies. I did injection molding. I did fluid dynamics. I did structural analysis. I did uh, harmonic analysis. You know, when something you know hits its har harmonic frequency and goes out of, you know. So I did a bunch of studies on that. But um, I did uh, one one major project that I did uh, was for the NASA and the training of where they did the astronauts in a pool. Okay. So they 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 train those astronauts yeah. in a pool to kind of simulate the you know the the non gravity type environment of space. And so they had a they had an arm. You know, the space shuttle had an arm that, you yeah. know, did all kinds of things. And so, so I redesigned the arm in the pool okay. to, for the astronauts so that it was the same like volumetric measurements of the, the arm out in space. So that, you know, in space, they had, let's say, a, a 12 inch arm, okay. you know, round arm. And then, and then in the pool, it was eight inches. Just so it wasn't, you know, it, you, you got to practice, right? Yeah. Just in like in barbecue, you got to practice what yeah, you, yeah. you what you're going to cook on yeah. and what you're going to do and stuff like that. And so it was a different environment, and so that was actually throwing off some of the some of the uh, spacewalks that the the astronauts were doing, uh, right. as as I understand it. So I helped design that, and man, that was a that was probably cool. a, a it was a year long project, yeah. and yeah. So they they even sent me a picture where it says the job well done, you know, of yeah. you know an astronaut in the pool and oh, stuff. Nice. Awesome. And that I got hanging up over there, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was good. But I, I did things for all kinds, you know, I did stuff for like uh, Lycoming and Continental, you know, the air, air, mm -hmm. uh, airline engines that go into the Cessnas and, you know, Pipers, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, on the T 37 and 38, the Air, air Force planes, okay. I did the help to develop the model. Um, for the uh, structural life extension program, where basically they took the wing box out and mounted on the wings onto a new wing box, and because that's the that's the the area of the plane that carries the most load okay. over the most most period of time. So they replaced that, and then they could uh, basically extend the life of the of the plane. Right. So I did that, and and oddly enough, my dad was a pilot in uh, training pilot in T thirty sevens and thirty oh, eights. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of weird, but uh, yeah. you know, but I I did work for. Uh, Levi Strauss, uh, Abu Garcia, the fishing rod yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a tennis player for many years in high school and, okay. and after after college for for a long time. But uh, uh, so I did work for Prince Tennis Racket Company, and uh, that was very cool. Yeah. I, I was all about that. And then then I had a lot of customers in uh, in Houston in the oil and gas industry. Sure, so I did stuff in the oil and you know Houston's yeah. you know major the deep sea. You know, uh, drilling and offshore platforms and yeah. all that stuff. And so I kind of liked it because uh, I was teaching the software to like PhD people and stuff. And so, you know, some of the PhD people are pretty good and yeah. some of them have the pile high and, and, and deep uh, yeah. and deep you know theoretical stuff and yeah. you know almost like uh, some some uh you know said with peace and love but yeah. uh some some uh university professors that have never faced the real world yes and yeah. what goes on and and the challenges yeah. you working at your trucking company yeah. in a small business where you have to wear many hats 
you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. So, book book but, smarts uh, and real life smarts, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, real life things. is a little different, but <laughs> yeah, no but uh, and that's one of the things. You know, I was always kind of working on computer, and I was on a computer ten to twenty hours a day, and I just got tired of that, so I left it after about twenty years. And now I'm a business broker and yeah. equipment appraiser. Okay, so I do those. I that's my current that's job. Day right job. So, yeah, that's that's the day job. I, as I say, I work. Uh, seven to three on that and probably five to nine on barbecue. Yeah, so, right. yeah. So it's, you know, cause barbecue's kind of taken a life of its own it here to the last two, you know, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. You know, you kind of follow your passion. And yeah. so, so that's, that's the way it's been for the probably the last uh, three, four years. Awesome. Uh, did, doing a little research uh, online. Looks like you've been competing since 2009. Uh, where did the, yep. bar, where did the kind of the barbecue bug uh, come from for you? You know, well, obviously being in Texas, it's, uh, you know, inbred into you, but, uh, bar barbecue, you know, barbecue was big, but it wasn't as big no. uh, yeah. then as it is now. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of gone through a revolution. I mean, San Antonio only used to have three barbecue restaurants, you know, three main, three or five main barbecue restaurants and stuff, you know, back at that time. But, um, um, I, I used to play competitive tennis. Yep. So, I mean, I've played it. I've done, you know, played all over the U.S. I've, I even played at the U.S. Open courts one time and stuff. And so in team tennis and stuff. And so I am, um, you know, I've always been really competitive, you know, even in college, you know, I was competitive and, and you know, from my grades and standpoint. And so, so uh, I, I blew out my knee playing tennis and uh, the doctor said I had so much cartilage damage from tennis, all the years of tennis on the hard courts yeah. that if he repaired my meniscus in my knee, it might hurt more than the meniscus tear. Oh, no. And I said, Hmm. Yep. I think I've played my last little bit of tennis. Yep. And so, uh, so, uh, in fact, yeah, the last time I played the, the, the number one player in, in, in our town, in our high school, he was actually bouncing balls and hitting it. And I felt sorry for him. So I'm like, ah, I was at the mailbox. So I went and, 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 and uh talked to him and said hey let me play so he went and got his scrub rackets out of the he would let me use his good ones sure, yeah. and so i i played with him for about 45 minutes kind of yeah. held my own i'm like and i came back you know my wife and i felt good and, yeah. and the next day it uh -oh. swelled up like yeah. a cantaloupe and i could barely walk yeah. And so then my goal became, okay, I'm going to do rehab so that I can at least walk and, and do things. So yeah. now I ride my, my bike and, and Peloton and yeah. stuff. And so that's actually how I stay, stay in shape. But, yeah. um, you know, so, so I've always had the competitive edge, right. you know, competitive desire. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got into barbecue. Actually, did you ever used to watch the Food Network star? I'm a Food Network yeah, kind of junk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Aaron McCargo. Okay. You know, the, the, he was a, a black guy from new Orleans with earrings and, okay. and just a big personality. Big daddy's house was, okay. was his show for a while. Right. So he won, he won season four of food network. Okay. And I think this is like 2008. And so I was like, and he cooked some ribs. I was watching his big daddy show and he cooked some ribs in the oven granted, yeah. but he used Coke to kind of tenderize the meat when he wrapped them and stuff and and to this day i still use coke i've yep. tried all kinds of things you know um uh, but but you know dr pepper root beer whatever but uh so i and i had just cleaned my battery cables on my on my car <laughs> the coke. day before <laughs> yeah and and so the science of that i'm like 
man, if it'll clean that, it probably will tenderize some meat and yeah. break down some break stuff. Down some stuff. And yeah. so, so, uh, so I started, uh, I, I started making uh, some ribs in that, and then I bought a, uh, a WSM, cooked on that two or three times, kicked it. I hated that sucker. That water pan was always in the way, yeah. always in the way of the fire. You know, I always wanted to tinker with the fire. Yeah. Fire's not hot enough. It's not, you know, this and that. And this is back when I was more analytical. And mm-hmm. you know, if I said three twenty five, it needed to be three twenty five or within, you know, plus or minus five degrees. Yep. So I, I cared a lot more about that. So I gave that thing away and I said, okay, I'm going to build drums. So I started building drums. Okay. And I'm, um, I'm in a fantasy baseball league, and so we always we have a throwdown, and so I uh, we have a throwdown, and he, and so I did some ribs. I did the Big Daddy ribs, and they tasted great. But the other guy did he smoked his ribs, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I started I started getting into more more of cooking on my barrels and and having fun on those because I made the ugly drum sm- smokers before they were. You know, before they were popular and stuff. Yeah, I just you can get almost all the all the things at Home Depot actually to to make it. I I bought it on I bought the the directions on eBay, I think, for like ten bucks, fifteen bucks. And so anyway, so I used to make those for my friends and you know, customize them, do all that stuff. But anyway, so I started cooking on on barrels and uh, a neighbor asked me to cook a charity event. Um, down at the the former Pearl, uh, the home of the former uh, former home of the Pearl Brewery, okay. and it was down there. And this was in 2009, September 2009, you know. And so, it's one of those things. So we practice, you know. He uh, we we borrowed an offset from from some people and yep. and uh, practice some, and and then we went down there. And it was quite an experience. It was going to be a bucket list thing for me. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it once and, you know, stay up. Because I wasn't, I don't like to stay up all night. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not fun. That's yep. not fun. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I need, I need at least two to four hours of beauty rest yeah. every night. But uh, so, so anyway, but on a barrel, you can, you can yeah, do that. Barrel, yeah. Well, we, you know, once it gets settled, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like a pellet cooker. Mm-hmm. It'll hum all yep. night long. But that offset, you got to feed the monster. There, yep. Feed the monster. Yes, so, you know, and, and we were, you know, so we stayed up. I stayed up at about two o'clock in the morning. I decided I'm going to lay down a little bit. Heck, the guys across the way went to a Goodwill on the way down to the cook-off, bought like a an extended love seat. And so they're back, <laughs> laying back, sleeping on yeah. the love seat. And I'm like, what a brilliant idea. They paid yeah. $20 for that thing yeah. and then took it back after the contest Stop and just donated yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was great. But anyway, so we were like, well, maybe we can get a little sleep. So I went to sleep. I started going to sleep about two o'clock. And then all of a sudden we heard this. And it was like grease fire, fire in the firebox. And so we had a a grease fire because we didn't know we were so, you know, rookies. We didn't know to tilt it down so that you could drain up the grease. So that grease from the brisket all, you know, cooking. And so we had it. And so it it actually kind of charred that fat on the bottom because, you know, always cook, you know, another religious question going back to religion. I'm a fat down guy. I'm a fat down guy. So oil and water doesn't mix. So if you do fat side up, it's not going to go through the meat and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, but I digress. So yeah, that thing charred it. And Mm -hmm. when we cut it, 
we could barely get through it with an electric knife. <laughs> and so then what we wound up doing is just trying to kind of chopping off that 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 charred layer yeah. on the on the bottom and stuff. So we went and, and they called, they had a special thing to call four through 10 and we got like one seventh in chef's choice or something like that. there was like 53 teams at this thing. And so we're like, Oh my gosh, we're not. So we, we went and pouted in our, in our tent and started, you know, popped a beer and we're, you know, we were like a hundred feet away from the stage. We're like, we're not even going to go over there. If we didn't get, you know, four yeah. through 10, we're toast. <laughs> and so then someone gave us a cigar and said, come on over. And so we did. And then, so lo and behold, we got a second and brisket, a uh, second ribs, yep. which he cooked. And then I cooked the brisket and we got third and brisket and we got third overall yep. and got two, they're kind of cheesy, but they're belt buckles. Yeah. That's all. To me, it's all about the belt buckles. I don't like the, you know, the the big trophies and and stuff because I I had hundreds of those in tennis and I gave them all away to a yeah. to a trophy store. But uh, so that's when the hook was set. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's when we were like, okay, maybe we should buy a pit. You know, and then I was like, well, I'll buy a trailer so we can store everything. Mm-hmm. And so so I cooked with a with a, a neighbor buddy of mine for. Four years. Okay. And uh, so then, uh, and then he kicked me off the team. And so then that's, that was kind of one of the best things that ever happened to me in barbecue. So then that's when I, I started rogue cookers as uh, cause he said, when you made the rogue decision to cook your own recipe, he was gone for a contest. Uh, I didn't cook the, the team recipe. He goes, when you made the rogue decision and he pointed his finger at me that uh, just like I'm doing, uh, you made the decision. You're no longer part of this team. And I just kind of went ballistic. That was yeah. not, that was not, you know, I got fourth overall out of 300 teams and, you know, and with our team name yeah. and, you know, some of the people didn't even know he wasn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what difference it made, but anyway, yeah. anyway, so that it was a great thing. You yeah. know, I was upset at the time. And as we're leaving, my wife was like, I was like, man, what, what am I going to name? I wanted to be white trash, <laughs> white trash cookers. This yeah. is what I wanted to be. But my wife goes, no, she goes, he gave you the name Rogue Cookers, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. "You're right." Yeah. So a month and a half later, I had my trailer wrapped. I had hats. I had shirts. I was de- decked out in Rogue nice. Cookers. So awesome. That's how Rogue Cookers came to be, yeah. and I just, yeah. Anyway, it was it's just one of the best things that, that's happened to me in barbecue because that's uh, how I got into uh, to pellet grills. All right. So I, I got asked to cook the Jack Daniels by the guy that won Houston that was next to me at San Antonio. Okay. I befriended him because he was more of a manager of a team. Okay. And he had gotten a fight with his 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 team on fighting over the trophies, which is ridiculous. Just make an extra copy, you know, yeah, yeah. and. And so, so he had, he had a free entry cause he won Houston. Yep. He had a free entry into the Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he calls me on a Monday night. I guess this call at nine 15. I, I don't normally answer my phone, especially for numbers. I don't know. I'm yep. like, it's from Houston. Maybe it's a friend. So I just happened to answer it. And he goes, Doug, this is Carrie. I never thanked you enough for all your hospitality at San Antonio rodeo. And, uh, I have a favor to ask you. I'm like, okay, what do you got Carrie? And he goes, I need someone to cook the Jack for me. And I said, the Jack Daniels. The, the, and he goes, the yeah, Jack, yeah, the Jack. Yeah. And he goes, and I said, man, when is it? And he goes, well, it's this weekend. <laughs> I said, this is Monday night. It's this coming week. And he said, yes. Yeah. And so, but so I, I, you know, I said, 
I'm going to tentatively tell you, yes, I had some meetings and stuff that I had to move. And so then I called actually Darren Howell, um, who, who's a giant barbecue and he's won like 75 grand championships and stuff. And so I asked him, you know, kind of unknowingly, right. You know, Hey, he's, I've got, he goes, if you got asked to cook the Jack, you have to go move, move, heaven, yeah. uh, you know, every heaven and hell, my mountains, just yeah. move it, do it. Yeah. And Man, I did it, and and I didn't know on the way out there too that I picked him up in Houston. He had a TIA and he couldn't drive, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Nine hours into it, I called my wife and I said, Jen, get on the first flight to Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. I will come and pick you up tomorrow morning. Yeah. I said, if I drive 17 hours, yeah. cook all weekend, and come back 17 hours, I'll kill myself. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. it, it it just won't, it just won't won't happen, yeah. but. Uh, Anyway, luckily the World Series was on, and, uh, and so I listened the last three hours to yeah. the World Series game. But uh, so anyway, I yeah, so I cooked the jack, and and uh, that's where I actually became familiar. familiar short story long, yep. familiar with pellet cookers, okay? Because um, a lot of the people had pellet cookers, and in Texas we hadn't. I hadn't heard of a pellet cooker back in 2013, and yep. so so uh, anyway, so that's kind of put the bug in our ear, and then. I cooked uh, one contest with um, with my drums, and and I never could get them settled. Mm -hmm. Do you cook on drums? That have you cooked yeah. on drums yeah. at all? Like yeah, I, we've, uh, our, yeah. our competition team is sponsored by uh, one of the local drum makers up here. So yeah, oh, we've uh, oh oh right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I heard you I heard you mention that. Yeah, so yeah too. so yeah so anyway so I never got my drums to settle. Mm -hmm. The wind was blowing thirty to thirty five miles an hour. It was cold as crap for us. It was in the twenties, yep. and uh, and and I said that'll never happen again. I am not spending. You know, it was you know every as you as you know because you're just starting to kind of get into yeah. to competition, right? Yeah. So every contest is going to cost you a minimum of eight hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean you're you're you're, you're just yeah. pissing away eight hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, and some of them is twelve hundred, depending on you know, did you get wagyu briskets, and you know what kind of high quality meat you did you get, yep. and yep. what's the entry fee, and are you entering in all the ancillary categories and stuff? So you know, it's it's a good eight hundred to twelve hundred bucks. I said that's not going to happen again. So that's actually when I bought a Traeger. I okay. went to the mall three times. It was in a kiosk at the mall, believe okay. it or not, when they used to sell in the mall, and uh, I put my hand, you know, I could touch and feel it and stuff, and I couldn't touch and feel a lot. Out of the other ones because not hardly anyone sold the, the pellet cookers yeah. and so that's that's actually when i bought my first traeger and my first contest out of like 150 teams or so it was a western wood you know they make the the wood chunks and stuff and okay. so it was one of their western wood series they had a whole series of three contests and stuff and okay. so um i i wound up getting like 14th in ribs and 12th in brisket out of 150 teams on cooking everything on the same pit yep. i'm like yeah done yeah i found it so that's actually how i got into Tra traeger and i bought my second one on craigslist from a nurse that was upgrading and i still have that sucker and nice. it still runs hey beautiful. it still runs it's yeah. a it's a little text and and uh, i actually gave it to my brother-in-law and repoed it because he never used it and i said <laughs> hey. paul it's thanksgiving you're bringing my my grill back yeah. and so i'm I'm actually very happy to have that back. That's yeah. the one we won the Houston Rodeo on. Oh, it's cooking on that little yeah. that little text, you know, just the small chamber and cooking the chicken on there. And that's mm -hmm. that's what we won with. But uh yeah, so that's that's still in my arsenal now. So it's on my back porch. Some sure. sentimental value to that one, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah. sorry that was a long no, ass hey. answer and I apologize <laughs> for that. It's all good. So, it's yeah. all good. Uh <laughs> you, you mentioned Houston and winning there. That was in twenty fifteen. Uh 
as I understand it, a little bit of controversy uh, arose from that uh, because of the pellet cooker use. Is that? Yeah, and that was kind of afterwards. Yeah, the next people, year you know, people. Yeah, it was it was it was it was either the next year or the year after they tried to ban pellet yeah. cookers yeah. at the Houston Rodeo. And in fact, we were already there. Yeah. And our handler guy, you know, that kind of comes and has you sign all the paperwork and you know who's cooking what and stuff like that. He goes, Oh, by the way, pellet cookers, you're not gonna be able to cook on those because pellet cookers are now banned this year. I said, What? I said, You gotta be Hitting me, you know, it was two years later yeah. because I had I had switched teams to a different team. Okay, um, that that first team that I, you know, I that guy that asked me to cook the jack, he asked right. me to cook Houston. Okay, so so the first year I, I cooked brisket and I got 16th in brisket, which you know back then chicken ribs and brisket actually competed against each other, not like okay. a, not like a typical typical comp, you know competition right. where where you total the sum of the scores. Right. No. They, so they, cause they like to have, I mean, we used to have like, it was 442 entries okay. in 2015 yeah. when I, when I won, but uh, so, so I got 16th in brisket, but I cooked chicken because there were less people in chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I cook a pretty good chicken. I could probably get in top, top 10%. Cause it was 80, 90 people, you know, we're only cooking. I'm like, yeah, I might be able to do that. And that's what happened. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, so, so anyway, but, uh, uh, they, they, and I said, that can't be, I said, people have spent hundreds, thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Our tent at the Houston rodeo costs oh, yeah. $250,000 to operate. That's wild. It's, it's That's an air conditioned. Yeah. This is my new team. The air conditioned 80 by 60 tent Crazy. air conditioned and heat. Yep. Cause you never know if it's going to be cold. Last year it was yeah. cold. It was in the thirties and yep. stuff. And so, and you know, the day, but they, you know, it's a, occupancy of 999 they have bands every night a buffet and stuff it's just it's rodeo gras is what my what what my wife calls it and stuff but but anyway so i'm like people have spent thousands of dollars to be here and they've got their cookers here and you cannot so i had met some of the big wigs when i was cooking in champions row after winning that you know in 2015 so in 2016 i was so i got to meet some of the people so i went and found them Mm -hmm. i said this is absolutely ridiculous. They said, yeah, it was just announced. I said, get me the president and I want to talk to him. So I talked to the president and the vice president together. The president was anti-pellet. Uh, he w- he specifically told me, he goes, cooking a brisket is a personal thing. When you put it on the pit, you need to stay with the pit for the entire time. That it- And I'm like, no. I said, it's 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 not a fire management contest. It's a barbecue contest. And, you know, whoever cooks the best barbecue on whatever they want, I don't care if they have gas. I said, are you going to shut down all the gas, the gas-assisted grills and stuff that are out here? I, you know, because it, it was kind of, you know, Wild West of yep. what, you know, the, what, what you were cooking on and stuff. And so um, – and then two hours later, they came back and said, okay, we reversed it for – because they said they were following IBCA rules, okay. you know, the main yep. major sanctioning body in Texas. Yep. And IBCA rules allowed the electric start to a fire as long as you didn't continue with the electri- okay. uh, the electricity to light the fire. You know, it just lights the fire once. And then once – and then even if it's, you know, 
electrical assistant with the auger and yeah. stuff. Heck, uh, you know, the barbecue guru and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, so. okay, so ban, so ban all thermopins, yeah. ban all electricity if you're going to ban electricity. Mm -hmm. So no thermopins, no temperature gauges, nothing. Yeah. We can't have any of that. We're just going to go dig a hole in, in the ground. Yeah. And, and so, but anyway, so yeah, so for two hours, it was banned at the Houston rodeo. Crazy. And uh, I think it was some carryover for, you know, for, for, uh, <laughs> For a guy winning on a pellet cooker, because you know that—that's back when you know, and IBCA actually uh, had a vote on whether to ban pellet cookers or not at their cookoffs, and this was probably that was probably in 2014, 2015, yeah. kind of about the same time, you know, because um, there's just a thing, there's yeah. there's just a lot of stigma and yeah. stuff, and and uh, I'll tell you how I combated that with IBCA. I called Traeger because by by end of 2015 i was a consultant for traeger okay, yep. after winning the houston rodeo and we got first at the jack and in chef's choice uh on you know cooking a steak on a traeger and yep. stuff you know people back back then people used to say you couldn't cook a, a steak on a pellet grill yeah. and um so 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 anyway i uh, uh I, I called traeger and i said hey let me place a few grills with some some of the higher quality cooks not the people that are going to mm -hmm you know, trash and, you know, and, and talk trash and cuss on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Facebook was more the, the popular one. I said, let me just put, you know, so I, I play some girls. I was like, Hey, no strings attached. Yep. It's coming to your door. It's coming to your doorstep. Use it on your back, backyard, back porch to practice stuff. And, you know, you know, you have to take it to comps. I said, if you don't like it, give it away to your brother-in-law. Yep. And so that actually helped. Uh, because I mean, I used to go to contests and people would complain and say, he's cheating over there. And, you know, I'm like, you know, they should be happy that I'm coming because we can't put a heavy smoke on it. Like, like an offset. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they should be happy. So I'm already starting at a disadvantage is, is kind of the way I look at it. Yep. But like with any cooker, mm -hmm. you've got to just learn your cooker yeah, and adjust your cooking process. To, that's why. You know, people go to these tra you know training classes and then they can't cook the the same taste as the instructor and stuff. Well, they're not probably using the same grill. Exactly. You know, a jambo is going to be you know the premium you know offset cooker yep. is going to be different than a than a you know Joe's homemade cooker that he you know <laughs> made in his backyard yeah. and yeah. who knows how the airflow is and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's you know. It, but anyway, so yeah, it was a bit, it was controversial down here. We, you know, cooking on pellet cookers for a while, but uh, now they're they're very oh, yeah. very accepted. Yeah, yeah you very accepted. Yeah, you know, we go to the competitions here, and you know, I'd say more than half the folks are using you know some sort of a pellet grill. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, and you know, so it's you know anyway, but uh, yeah, so you just. You just have to adjust to whatever cook you have and yep. and, and and go from there and yep. so and just learn your cooker. So yep. but you know, I'm glad I had the experience of the offsets. You know, we cooked on a gator pit, which is a high end kind of offset that's made down here. Mm -hmm. Um Richie, you know, Richie makes great pits. And so we cooked on that for a while, you know, drums and WSN. You know, I've cooked on a variety, you know, Weber kettles and used to use we used, I used to cook my my chicken on an Aussie, you know, those little twenty dollar grills oh, that yeah, yeah. uh I don't know if you have Home Depot up yep. there, but uh, but uh, you know you, you used to be able to buy them for twenty bucks, yep. and you know so we would go through several of those, and that's what I used to cook chicken. On. So I've I've cooked on a variety, of, you know, yeah. old hickories. I've cooked on gas assisted and stuff, and so I've cooked on a variety of grills, and yep. and, and and I think 
before people start cooking on pellet grills, they kind of need to fire me in it, you know, to just to kind of understand the basics, Agreed. you know, I, yep. yeah, yeah, you agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's good. So I had a base of, of that before I got into pellet cookers. Yeah. I just didn't jump right into a, to a pellet cooker. I, I think you need to kind of understand some of the basics of, yep. of wood and fire management and, to tell you the truth, it's kind of fun to cook on a Weber kettle every now and then. Oh, I love know, mine. So, that's, yeah. my, that's my regular, uh, aside from my gas grill, when I just need to Is it? grill something okay. quick, my, my kettle's uh, on the back deck, and that's my regular, uh, my go-to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I cooked some fajitas, you know, not too long ago on them, and yeah. I'm like, Oh wow, I kind of yeah. I kind of miss the 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 two zone cooking and yeah. stuff and kind of, you know, when you move it and that, and that sort of thing, but yeah. uh yeah, yeah, I uh but anyway, so yeah, it's 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 been a fun ride. I, you know, I think I was the first one in Texas. Um and I've said this several times and no one's come forward, you know, having cook to cook exclusively on pellet grills. Okay. Yep. A lot of people would cook, just cook chicken. Sure. And you probably see that even now up yeah. there, yep. like in some of your competitions, yep. they'll use the pellet grill for the, for the chicken. Cause you really don't want a, you know, it's a fast yeah. cook. You yep. really don't want a huge amount of smoke on there. You know, not like maybe your ribs or brisket. And, and so a lot of people uh, used it to cook cook chicken but they didn't use it for all three meats yeah. and in fact we use it for everything yeah um you know the 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 beans the the you know the bread pudding or yep. cheesecake whatever my wife's turning in you know that way yeah. you know it, whatever the ancillary category is i cook everything and even at home i cook pretty much everything our ovens um i was on a podcast last night and and i said this our ovens are used to store cast iron we have two double ovens <laughs> And we store all because we've got cast iron of varying yep. sizes and with handles and you know and stuff and yeah it just it just Storage. they just store nice. yeah we have it I I can't even remember the last time it it's probably been years since we've started up the ovens okay. um, and maybe that was at Thanksgiving just to kind of keep some stuff warm, keep warm yeah. but. Yeah, but but now I've got enough grills that it doesn't matter. I've got I've got you know I had four grills going for Thanksgiving this yep. year. So awesome. cooking two turkeys, one for my neighbor, and oh, and stuff. After this short break, more with Doug Shining talking about how he spends his time these days. Some of the great companies he works with, like Traeger. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Still, you're working with Traeger as a pro instructor, is that right? Yeah, I am, and uh, I'm on contract with them, so I'm a consultant to to them. They they, um, you know, I teach classes for them. They they haven't done many classes since the COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, we we were doing some for the first year. We did some uh, Zoom classes, yeah, okay. so it was kind of like a private class with like 14, 15 people. Those actually worked out pretty well because people could at people were. 
a little more less afraid to to ask questions okay. and stuff. And so, but you know, there's only so many of the, those you can do. Yeah. And and so you know, so there's several of us. Uh, you know, Matt Pittman is is one. Uh, Clarence Joseph is another. You know, D- Danielle DVQ. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So Danielle just spoke to her yesterday. So, but um, you know, she taught a ton of them. Yeah. You know, I would teach six to ten a year. And and I, I my only uh, training class cooking in Canada was in Toronto. Okay. So I went to a place in Toronto yep. that was a you know a premium, you know dealer, and right. uh, so we flew up there and and we taught two days of classes up there. Man, that was that was probably one of our best classes. It, I mean, just just the people and having fun and the owners of that store were great. I Is mean, they were from. It was no, it was uh the In and Out patio. Oh, okay. It's not Dixon's. Yeah, yeah. Dixon's is the big one yeah, there, but In and Out patio, they sell a lot of uh high end for out, outdoor furniture. Sure. Yep. And so they, you know, they had some Weber's and stuff, but uh but they were a pretty good pellet pellet grill company. Yes. And so the the two owners were from New York. Ah. So it, they were they were characters. Yep. They were characters. So but man did we have a good time awesome. up there and so still have some people, you know, people we could touch base with and stuff. And I never knew, you know, in, in one of my 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 parallel life universes is uh you know, I, I was on the Wine Society of Texas for okay. a while. Yep. And so I'm a wino mm-hmm. and uh, not drinking wine tonight, but uh, it's early in the week. But yep. uh, anyway, I had no idea that the Niagara region yep. in Canada had so much Cabernet Franc. Okay. That, you know, you it's hard to find a, a you know, a, a, a name Cabernet Franc bottle that has, you know, 75% to 100% of Cabernet Franc. And that region was rich with them. Okay. So we, we did the obligatory hour and a half at, at, at Niagara Falls yep. and, uh, you know, and didn't, you know, didn't do much. And then, and then we went off wine tasting wine for tasting, a day and yeah. a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it, man, that was great. Yeah. Beautiful area up yeah, there. Yeah. Spent, we really liked uh, it. Haven't spent much time out that way. I'm more West out in, uh, in Alberta here. And just in Alberta, uh, yeah, okay. just into BC from us and to the Okanagan, you've got another great uh, wine region there. So, where what is it called? Uh, the Okanagan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. I've never been there. I've yeah. never been there. So, yeah, so, yeah, we've been to the kind of we haven't been to the Washington area, but we've been to the Oregon area a couple yeah. of times and yeah. stuff. And so, and then we we go to the now we do a wine. Actually, I've started doing wine events. Mm. And that's kind of a little niche that we're in, you know, obviously it makes sense, yep. you know, given my, my knowledge of wine yep. and stuff. And so, so we, we uh, do a wine event in Santa Barbara oh, nice. and prayers for the people in Santa Barbara with all the flooding that's going on now. But, yep. uh, but uh, we do a, we do a wine event there now every year um, down in city park. It's beautiful. It's right on the beach. It's fantastic. And so I help run the, uh, the barbecue contest with them and stuff. Awesome. And so, but, uh, where, you know, they have like 10 restaurants competing and stuff, okay. and so, awesome. but, uh, but they banned me from cooking tri-tip, which is their wow. meat wow. because people always wanted to vote for my tri-tip our tri-tip yeah. and, and, um, and, and the judge coordinator got mad. So now I cook like pork tenderloin or something, but I cook briskets for the VIPs, yep. you know, brisket is King. And then a lot of people in California is oddly enough have not had brisket. Yeah. It's so funny. Yep. And you know, that's why barbecues a religion, you know, they, yeah, they're all about the tri-tip and yeah, stuff, but, absolutely. but even, even they they cook it till it's gray. Yeah. Stop cooking uh, tri tip till it's gray. Cook it like a steak. Yep. So, but uh, you know, so I love tri tip. 
I love pecania actually a little yeah. more than tri-tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we when we do those, we do like contests and stuff to see how many people choose pecania versus okay. tri-tip. Yep. And it's about 60, 40, 70, okay. 30. Yep. People like the pecania. Yeah, it's such so a nice it, it's and it's you know it's it just it just has a little more meat flavor to yeah. me but uh yeah it's a great cut so i cook it like a steak you know yeah. just you know not the not the sea on the skewer I, I i rarely do that but uh yeah i cook i cut that fat cap off yeah but, uh, i did those yeah. ones on the on the rotisserie the other night there and uh, oh they were good oh what kind of rotisserie do you have uh, it's on the, on my kettle actually on my weber Oh, it's is a, it? A, oh, a, oh, it's a, one of those built-ins. Yeah, yes, a ring that yes. fits over top the kettle, and then your lid goes yep. fits on top, and it holds the rotisserie. Yeah. So I thought uh, about buying one of those for my kettle. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah well, Weber makes one. Uh, Nat's actually a local guy here in Alberta that uh, he makes one that also doubles as a pizza oven. Oh, so wow! It can, it can hold your rotisserie, and then it's also got the pizza door and a. He's got some bolts in there, so you can put your rack and your uh, get your pizza stone in there and uh, use it as a pizza oven. So it's kind of a nice. Oh, uh, that's fantastic! Nice that's features. a great yeah, idea. So, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. So yeah, yeah. no, that uh, that picanha was awesome. So yeah, it's it's good. So yep. yeah, I you know one of my trends that I predicted on yeah on barbecue central is it's the year of the picanha so uh every picanha post i'm seeing yeah exactly (laughs) i'm I'm forwarding it to greg i told you i told told you you. (laughs) that's awesome so i'm gonna ask you to put your your traeger hat on here for a second Uh oh so i'm uh as i said i've got my weber gas grill i've got my weber kettle i've got my barrel boss drum that i cook on and i have an oklahoma joe offset Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. you have an offset. You yeah. don't have one of his pellet cookers. Nope. So, so okay. I haven't made the jump into pellet cooker yet. Okay. As a guy that's considering it, as a Traeger guy for you, why would I, why Traeger as opposed to some of the other uh, brands that are out there? Well, that's a good question. I, and I thought about that same thing, you know, when I first bought Traeger, I looked at uh, the Mac or mock grills and stuff. I actually yeah. like those, the one that Big Papa, yep. you know, sells yep. uh, Big Papa smokers. So he's an exclusive dealer and stuff, but yeah. I, I'm a touchy feely guy. So I wanted to kind of touch and feel it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I looked at Rectech and I looked at Green Mountain Grill and then I looked at the Traeger and stuff. And so, you know, the decision at that time, and this was before Traeger got bought out. Right. But the decision at that time was, well, they're the oldest. They've been around the long longest. So oh, it's a thousand bucks. I'll I'll pay a thousand bucks and I'll sell it on Craigslist if I don't like it. Right. And and so eventually that's that's what it came down to. I'm like, they probably have, you know, no more than most of the other pellet cookers out there. Cause, you know, old man Traeger, you know, Joseph Traeger, he basically waited out the you know, the, the expiration of his, of his patents. Yep. And then that's when the explosion in, in pellet cookers mm-hmm. happened. Right. Yep. So, um, but you know, today the new group that has come in and, and purchased Traeger, mm-hmm. they put so much money into R and D. And, and so from the, the standpoint of the actual cooker mm-hmm. cooking better than other pellet grills, I'm absolutely convinced of that. Another another thing is that the 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 versatility of the Traeger going from you know it's one sixty five to two twenty five is kind of a super smoke you can do super smoke right, yeah. where basically it puts extra smoke on yeah. on it and stuff so I'm not sure if other grills have that or have that or not yet but uh, um, that's actually fantastic the new Traegers actually smoke all the way up to four hundred fifty degrees right they're right. incredible yeah. but 
you pay for Incredibles, yeah, you know, so yeah. they're, they're, yeah. So they, you know, I, I believe the number was when they came out with the Timberline, you know, uh, grill set, you know, the, the double insulated yeah. ones, which, which are real nice and stuff, you know, they put like $6 million into R and D and, and did a lot of testing so that, you know, my engineering background, that's one of the things I do as, sure. as a consultant to them is I, I work on the betas. Okay. And, yeah. and so they send me beta grills. So almost all my grills that I have out on my, on my porch or my barbecue pavilion, if you will, mm-hmm. um, are, are beta, right. are beta units okay. and stuff. Okay. So they, yeah, there's a few things, but there's always a few things to correct and stuff but yep. uh you know so i just learned to cook around you know any any deficiencies that it may have mm-hmm. if it's not a you know a, a production grill and what i hear repeatedly mm-hmm. is well number one they last a long time yeah so you know i've still had that little text that i bought in sure, yeah. you know 2013 14 yep. or whenever it was and so so from the nurse and you know it's it's still running and kicking and doing fine i'm i'm actually I think I'm going to get a new hot rod uh, for it. The hot rod went out, but okay. um, you know, and you know, so I've got right now. I've got nine grills. Okay, nine nine Traegers, yeah. nine Traegers. <laughs> yeah. So so I've got my competition ones, which are the Timberlines. Yeah. Those Timberlines hold the humidity in the grill, mm. and you know, being cold, and I don't know what your humidity is like up there. If you're we're low pretty, humidity, we're pretty dry here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're perfect. See, the Timberline with that double insulation, yep. that's why I use it for competition, is it holds the humidity. Okay. And so when you cook a brisket, yeah. I don't like it when you cook a brisket and it's dry. Like when you go to sleep, you put it on at, you know, 8, and then, you know, go to sleep at 11 and then get up at 6 or 7 or whenever you get up, right? And then and then you, you go out back out and then that thing is a dry, crusty Yeah you know, eggshell. Yeah. And I just, that, I, that drives me nuts. So, but the, the, um, uh, the Timberline, it'll actually be Keeps partially up. moist. Okay. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. you know, it's trying to get the moisture out and that's part of the stall and everything. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's getting up to the temperature close to, to where the stall is. And so, but it's still moist nice. and I'm like, ah, so, that's why I use the Timberline for for competitions, and so just the technology that they put into those things, and and you know a lot of people poo poo on the on the Traeger pellets, mm-hmm. but here's the deal: they have four four manufacturing spots around the U.S. Right. So and those are all kind of regional. Okay. So down here we're mainly pecan, mesquite. A little bit of hickory, you know, up, up, up in New York, it's more apple and that right. kind of stuff. And, you know, and then, you know, Oregon, it's alderwood yeah. and stuff. So it's, it's somewhat regional to, to where you are right. in terms of the pellets. And, and, uh, man, I've seen some of the other pellets. There's probably other than Traeger, what's there's, there's a company that used to sponsor on Greg's show that they were actually pretty good, okay. but, uh, Man, I've seen some of the other pellets, and once they once they lose once a pellet loses its kind of sheen, yeah, you know if you look at a pellet yeah, and it's, it's lost its sheen, yeah, right, that's a good pellet. Yeah, if it's starting to kind of you know kind of dull down on the sheen, that means moisture starting to get to it, mm-hmm. and it's not going to function as well. Right, it probably won't put off the same BTU units and stuff. Yeah. You know, as soon as you get them wet. It, you know, they pop up like popcorn and yeah. stuff, but, uh, but that's the lignon in it, you know? So, uh, you know, they don't use any foreign products, you know, maybe they use an oil, you know, sometimes on one of them, they've got a, it's not an olive oil. What is it? Yeah. Anyway. So they've got an oil in it. Yeah. But, uh, rosemary, it's okay. rosemary. Okay. So, and in fact, you can, you, I've cooked 
an event that well, I cooked backstage at Zach Brown. Uh, nice. Zach Brown. Nice. And you could taste the rosemary. Oh, yeah. I had never cooked on with yep. with the rosemary nice. pellet. I'm like, yep. what is going on? You can taste the rosemary. <laughs> it was kind of freaky, yep. but uh, so so anyway, I just think you know from top to bottom, and I hear this repeatedly: is the customer service rocks. All right. You know, you have to wait a little bit on certain times, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hit, hit or miss, yeah. but I know people, and I probably shouldn't say this, but, you know, after three years when the warranty supposedly goes out, they get, you know, depending on, on the failure mm -hmm. that happens, Traeger will send them out stuff. Yep. I mean, I've, I've heard of people that their Traegers are damaged in, you know, in shipping yep. and Traeger ships them out a whole new grill. And they don't, you know, they don't ask for the old one back. I'm like, what? Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. But anyway, so I think their customer support is very good. Right. And because the people are actually knowledge, knowledgeable about right. the grills. Okay. It's not, you know, hiring somebody somebody off the street to, you know, to, you know, to to handle these types of questions and stuff. So, so, you know, so it's the the longevity of of the grill, the technology that goes into the grill the really the the ease of use wow, and the cute. customer service yeah. and you know and and if you got you know I'm not sure how big's your town you live in oh we're Calgary Alberta Calgary's well over a million here a million oh yeah so you've got a you oh, yeah. look for the plat look for the platinum dealer yep i know the platinum yeah, dealer yep. yeah yeah so the platinum dealer they they will have have the you know the hiring grills mm -hmm. and they'll have the knowledge to help you and stuff too. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I know all um, those guys. No worries there. So. Oh okay yeah so so anyway so yeah so that, you know those are probably my four main okay. main 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 topics of yeah. the Traeger. You know so I can talk a long time about Traeger, not as long as Danielle can. Oh yeah, but Danielle yeah. Danielle can talk a long time yeah. Yeah. about the the you know but but she's been using them since 2014. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 2014. So uh, just a few years longer than me, but uh, but uh, yeah, she she's a great ambassador she, yeah, for I got to for sit Traeger. Down with her. Uh, oh, did you? Probably two three years back, she was up uh, in Calgary here for doing a class at uh, oh was she at, at one of the shops here and uh, got to go and have a little visit with her and uh, recorded a podcast with her before the class and stuff. So yeah, she's oh, awesome. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's uh, last night I was a uh, co-host. Yeah. I heard they were interviewing Danielle on the baseball and barbecue. Okay. And I'm like, guys, yeah. you need to have me. I'm what good friends hell? with Danielle. Yeah. And, and, they, and they go, Oh, you are. We did not. I'm like, yeah, I cooked with her at the American <laughs> Royal. We got a first place yeah. in in potato and a yeah. second place in sausage. And you know, I said yeah. we cooked together. We're good. Yeah. She, I, you know, because Danielle is very particular. If you know Danielle, yeah. she's very OCD. Okay. She's very particular yeah. and stuff. And so then when she asked us to cook to the American Royal, I'm like, really? You want me to cook yeah. with you? And so she goes, I know your OCD. I've seen your spreadsheets that you put together <laughs> of your timeline and stuff. Because yeah. we cooked. We cooked. She was the manager of a team. We actually cooked for the Super Bowl mm -hmm. down when it was down in Houston. Okay, yeah. I think it was Super Bowl 51. Right. And uh, uh, we we cooked. She was the manager of the team. And so I was I was actually cooking cooking chicken for that, that event. And then uh, 
but but they were they were all so busy and stuff they didn't and so i actually went to, went to the team meetings and stuff and i basically said okay here's the schedule here's what we need to do and 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 so then she goes i know you're ocd i've seen how you cook yeah. chicken your secret of what you do is the same as mine so she goes <laughs> you're cooking with me so yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, uh, good uh, good fellow canadian there so yeah, oh she is she's a great oh, awesome. person and yeah. and uh and just a great ambassador for barbecue and and uh, i've learned a lot from her on the marketing side yeah. of of kind of branding and stuff like that because that's her background and and things so do you well you, then you probably know the other famous cooking canadian that's down here in in the states who's sam, sam the cooking I, guy i, I have yeah. not, haven't had the chance to talk to him but uh yeah oh, okay know yeah, who he is. Yep. he cracks oh, yeah. me him and greg are, him and greg are awesome together Oh my gosh, they're yeah. great. They're like two old women talking and bantering back and forth. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And I and I say that even though he called us dumb spondents or something like that because yeah, my sound was wasn't, yeah, wasn't yeah. I was like yeah. I actually texted him today. I said, dumb spondents? Really? Yeah. This comes from the guy whose whose segment is marred by all the clubhouse yeah. uh, you know issues and, yeah. and 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 running out of computer battery in one of your segments. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, and oh by the way, congrats on being becoming yeah, a, uh, yeah. a, Jew, a yeah. Jewish Canadian American. Yeah, we've, <laughs> lo- we've lost him. So that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I think he's dual, a dual, uh, citizen. dual citizenship. I think, yeah. So, yeah, because because yeah. he refuted when Greg Greg yeah. said that uh, he was renouncing his yeah. citizenship. Yeah. He refuted that. Greg didn't. Yeah. I don't. He didn't follow that lead. Yeah. But uh, no, I think you're yeah, right. That, I think that, you're right. That was the message. That yeah, was the that. message. So yeah. uh, another oh another fellow Canadian that you were both familiar with uh, in my backyard here, Janice Mella. Janice, Mella. I was gonna. I was yeah. like, oh, we got to talk yeah. about Janice. Yeah. She, I first met her in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, yep. I was doing an event. The ACR. Uh, there's the Kenyon Noble up there. Yeah, I don't Kenyan know if Noble. you heard it. Yeah the, yeah. the big, the big, I mean, it's a massive store, not as big as the one in Heartland, um, uh, or Hartville in, yeah. you know, South of Cleveland and yeah. et cetera. That's, you know, like, you know, yeah. 7,000 or seven. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, so I was doing an event there and I was, demoing for Traeger. And so I do a, you know, 20, 30 minute demo. Well, she, I think that was the first year they had won the Canadian grand championship. They've won the Canadian. Yeah. So they had a, they had a, uh, uh, a free entry into Houston rodeo. Right. You know, cause Houston rodeo has an international section. And, and so she goes, Oh, I'm cooking chicken. She videotaped my entire 20 minutes. And she says, you're the ways and I do well in Texas because of chicken and stuff. Yeah. So that was, that was even before she'd even cooked an event down here. But, um, when she was down here last year, she kicked a lot of our butts, mine, mine included, except in steak. I did really well in steak. I got eight, but, but, uh, uh, she came down here and had a phenomenal Mm -hmm. trip down here. I think she was in the top 15 in both the San Antonio and Houston rodeos or something like that. I mean, she, oh, she, and, and she was, you know, because of COVID, she couldn't go back Mm -hmm. and, and, and come back in a month's time. So I actually had her out. I had her out to my house because, because, 
you know, she's she's about desserts too. She's oh, yeah. really creative yes. on the desserts. Yep. So her and her one, uh, my wife, uh, yep. you know, uh, get along yep. great. Yep. And so they're talking desserts. And so she actually practiced this dessert nice. and then came out to our house when she was she stayed here for basically a month because oh, nice. she can work remotely, yep. Yep. or at least she used to be in her in her in her job. I yep. think she be, did she change jobs? I she might, I not think, that I know of. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Russell did. For some reason, I thought thought one of them changed. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, she was working from home, and she was, man, she was going to Mueller's Barbecue oh, yeah, over, and getting yeah. the backdoor tour, yeah. Pinkertons, yeah. Truth, and I'm like, gosh, I've never done that. <laughs> you know, gotten the backdoor tour, yeah. but but she's so nice. She is. So nice, and Russell's great they, too. Yeah, but just uh, great, yeah. Yeah, was but, hanging out but, with both uh, of them on Saturday here. Just a couple. Oh, of were ago, so. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You said that. So, yeah. yeah. Janice is just. She's a special person. Yeah, I had and, a, and she's a great I, representative. I, she, she's heading down to San Antonio in a few weeks here. Oh, for the San Antonio rodeo, yeah. she's coming down uh, again. I, I yes. had a, a little sneak taste of the preview of the of her dessert on the on Saturday. Oh. So, uh, so watch out. Oh, so, yeah. she normally does like cheesecakes. Is she? Yes. Yeah, so I'm so not going to say anything, but uh, I know, I know. <laughs> Don't no, say anything. Was, uh, one of the got one of the pioneers of the competition scene here in Calgary. It was his 70th birthday uh, last week, so we had a little celebration. Uh, oh, you did? And, okay. And Jan, she... Janice brought cake, so. Oh, of course she did. Yeah, she was you know, she, she's always about people testing and yeah, stuff yeah. and practicing. Yeah. She practices and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it was fantastic. I was rooting so much for her when she won the Fire Masters oh, yeah, uh, awesome. you know, event yeah. and stuff. And so, yeah, when uh, I, was, I think it was on the base. Yeah, it was on the baseball and barbecue. We interviewed her and okay, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a champion. And yeah. she goes. She was kind of uncomfortable with yeah, the, the champion uh, yeah. designation because yeah. but that's how she is. She's just she's humble and 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 uh, just a nice person yeah. so, and fantastic. And you, so. you probably haven't heard this. Just to, the type of people they are. Her and Russell. Uh, one of the competitions here up in Edmonton a couple of years ago, they won all four categories. Casey. Oh, Bass. oh, so they, they swept. Nah, better than a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. So, a quad. So then, a few weeks, a little bit while later, we had a a double here uh, in the Calgary area. Two competitions, two days in a row. KCBS. Oh yeah, those are tough. Yeah. Uh, so they opted to not compete in those two competitions, and Russell judged one day, Janice judged the other day, and the other of them made themselves available to any of the teams that just needed, wanted some help or advice or anything. Oh, man. For two days, the two of them just made their way around the, the site and spent time with everybody that needed it or wanted it. And, uh, oh, so that cool. just kind of gives you an idea of the, you already know it, but uh, an example of the kind of people they are. So. That's a fa- that's a fantastic story yeah. and, and, and certainly indicative of the type of people they are. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So what's uh, what's coming up for you, San Antonio? Are you, now, are you doing a lot of cooking these days, competition-wise? Are you doing more demos or what, uh, like San Antonio? And yeah. Yeah. My 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 fire for the competition has kind of waned a little bit, and and it's due to two things. Number one, number one, I've I've started doing more events, mm-hmm. so like these wine events, I'm yeah. bringing Traeger into and stuff, yeah. and so so. Uh, but but my schedule is you know so San Antonio's the end of, end of this month, mm-hmm. and there'll be 
330 teams probably. Yep. So it's, it's a big cook. Yeah. It's a, it's a cooker's cook, but they're trying, they're starting to go more corporate, which I don't like, like Houston. you know, they didn't open it. Oh yes. Like Houston. Yeah. I call it the cooking for uh, the cash for kids yeah. hostage fee that I paid last year of $1,300. Yeah. My space was $1,300 wow. this year. If I would have waited, it would have been $2,500. Cause you had to be a corporate sponsor to get a space. And so that's, I was like, Whoa. So I have no idea what my hostage fee is going to be this year to, mm. to hold my spot for next year, right. you know, paying, yeah. So this is going to be a $2,500 cook, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, so it's, but it's one I've done for 14 years in a row. Yeah. I've gotten um, second and fourth in brisket over the years. Yeah. And last year I got eighth in steak and Jen's gotten top tens and, you know, but anyway, so yep. we just want one call, you know, cause there's so many cooks and mm. 330 yeah, cooks and yep. stuff. And so, so I'm doing that at the end of the month and then Houston rodeo is in at the end of February. Mm. I think it's like the 22nd through 24th or something like that, that, and that's just a lot of work. I mean, there's so many people there. I mean, your, your cell phones don't work calling, but they will text Ah. because the the cell towers are overloaded with the hundred, 150,000 people that are there. You know, it's in, at NRG in the parking lot of NRG and at the Astrodome and stuff. And so it's just, it's just crazy. So, but, uh, I'll be cooking, uh, with the wild game crew that down there. Okay. Uh, and so I'm, I'm actually not cooking chicken this year. They want me to cook brisket oh. and they want me to help with chicken. Okay. And I'm like, cause I've been, I've been itching to cook chicken. Uh, I mean, to cook brisket oh, there, there because yep. I've, I've, I've finaled in chicken and I've finaled in ribs. So, you know, and finaling is getting top eight out yeah, of the, okay. out of the, and right now it's top eight out of 200 teams. And then I haven't finaled in brisket. So oh, I would love go. to try to get a final in brisket. Yep. And so I'm cooking brisket. I'm cooking chef's choice, which we got like 23rd last year out of however many team, 200 teams. And then, and then, uh, we cooked dessert, and I think I think my wife got twenty fourth in dessert, and then we got we got third in Bloody Marys of all things. And I I don't even drink stinking Bloody Marys, but we we smoked the heck out of the, the sauce, nice. you know, the sauce awesome. that we use. But the, so I'm doing that, and yeah. then in in March I'm I'm already set up to do uh, uh, to do an event in Jekyll Island okay. for a foundation for diabetes. It's called uh, the Talkie Foundation, yeah. and Talkie was a dog okay. that actually saved the founder's life. Oh, wow! Um, okay, he, he he passed out in the shower. Mm-hmm. The dog recognized that he passed out because he was having some sort of you know glucose issue. Got his phone, opened the shower door, bit him until he. Be- came awake because he was kind of, you know, oh, passed wow. out. Yep. He called 911, passed out again, and they came and saved his life. Wow. And so his foundation helps pay for people because it costs twelve to fourteen thousand dollars for these uh uh diabetic alert dogs or right. dads yeah. as they call them. Okay. Yeah. And and so they they pay for the training for these people to to get these dogs. Oh, so I'm awesome. going out and doing an event down there at the Weston in Jekyll Island and I'm gonna cook with the chef of the Weston and stuff. So that'll be actually a lot of fun. Very cool. And uh so April and May well April there's a beauty dog barbecue contest in in uh in uh, a wiener dog okay. in Buda, Texas. Okay. And, it's the the state the war the world not the U.S. championship. Okay. There's over 700, 600, 700 dogs. They have championship seating. Oh, they wow. have races and stuff. And so my wife loves this contest. Yep. She chose this over the wine and food festival at Galveston and oh, stuff. Wow. So that'll probably be in April. So yep. so I like to do one event a month. 
yeah. know, one big event a month. And, you know, cause even in my heyday, I was doing maybe 15 contests, but that, that was still too much. Mm. I, I like to do one, one large event a month. So nice. May's May's particularly open. And then June, I just found out a, a big contest that we're going to do in Waco of about a hundred teams and stuff. And so, so I'm still cooking, yep. you know, doing contests, maybe four to six a year yeah. instead of 10. And, uh, that's a good mix because I may do a couple more wine festivals and maybe do four wine festivals this year. So nice. that, you know, so that pretty much books up the whole year yeah. with, you know, with my rule of, you know, having one major event, uh, yeah. you know, each month and stuff. Fills it so, up pretty but, quick. Yeah. 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 It kind of, it kind of does fill up pretty quick, but, uh, but it's fun, but awesome. it's fun. You know, c- cooking is fun. It is indeed. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I find with life, it's, uh, you don't always find to get the time for it or uh, so to cook a lot. So when I, when I can kind of get into a groove where I am doing more of it uh, regularly, I sure enjoy it. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and it's fun to cook for people and, yeah. you know, and, and bring, you know, brisket to California or whatever. And I'm, yeah. I'm taking brisket to, you know, to, to Georgia and stuff. Yeah. So where, you know, it's more pulled pork Polar, and whole hog. So, there, yeah. so yeah, so it'll be interesting. So yeah, cool. I like doing those those types of event, yeah. events. And in in interviewing Danielle last night, she kind of said the same thing. She yeah. had lost a little bit of the competition and like doing events. And mm-hmm. and her goal was to kind of teach more and do do other things this awesome. year. So, spread yeah. the spread the word a little. Exactly. Yes. Awesome. And folks can hear you every month uh, on the Barbecue Central shows. We've talked about a little bit one of the embedded correspondents there. Uh, the Baseball and Barbecue oh. podcast as well. A regular host uh, on that. So. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's actually been fun. And I'm uh, actually in, if you're in the Houston area, I'm, I'm on a radio show, KSEV, uh, okay. talk radio every Saturday morning. Oh, so nice. we do a, a segment at about 11, 20, sorry, 923, 923 to about 945. So 940. So yeah. yeah so we do a segment every week. It's with the team that I cook with on, oh, nice. on, at the Houston rodeo. So oh, awesome. there's three or four of us that are usually on there and we kind of go back and forth and talk recipes and cooking oh, and, okay. and different topics. So we pick a topic. So nice. yeah, those are kind of the, the three, the three media outlets that, that I'm on. So nice. yes. Yeah. I don't, uh, it's been a few years since I've been down in Houston, the company I'm with, we have an office there and, uh, Oh, we, uh, the guy, my counterpart in Houston, he does leading up to the rodeo, one of these trail rides, they bring the, oh. bring the horses in. So he's gone for that week leading up to it. Oh my gosh. That'll make your butt hurt. I'm sure it would, yeah. So for me, Get I used saddle to, source. Yeah, so yeah. for a few years, I would go down and man the office down there while he was off doing that for the week leading up to the rodeo. But uh, oh no, kidding! And we've hired the some. week leading up to the rodeo. See, yeah, the, the, I was the, always the, leaving the, just as things were getting started, so I always the uh, barbecue. The barbecue contest is the Saturday, you know, yeah. the basically the Friday Saturday yeah. before the Tuesday opening yeah, of the rodeo. When, that's when I was on a plane coming home, unfortunately. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you should come out. One of these out. years, I'll uh, we'll get down. You got to see if you get yeah. down there. You need to you need to come early in the morning, uh, like early in the morning. 10 or so, you know, 10 or, you know, two in the afternoon when it's not crowded, that's the time to come. And then you can see and talk to people and stuff. One after about four o'clock, it's, it's mayhem. Yeah. It's mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the American Royal used to, you know, I think they know now that they used to think that they were the best party in, you know, (laughs) Memphis and May, man. Thursday night at the Houston Rodeo is like the Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday night at the American Royal. It's not even close. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Uh, social media for you. You're kind of all over uh, Rogue Cookers. Uh, where can folks follow you, look for you there? Oh, yeah. So following Danielle's advice, 
I am Rogue Cookers on all platforms. Perfect. So it's Facebook. Yeah. I do Facebook and Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. Um, once I start doing barbecue full time, I'll start getting into maybe the TikToks and YouTubes and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I and I do a little bit of Twitter. So on Twitter, I do both baseball and okay. and and barbecue kind of posts. Yeah. But but uh, but Instagram, it's it's pure barbecue porn. In yep. Facebook, uh, I've got a group that's uh, pure barbecue porn as awesome. well. So and roguecookers.com is the website. Uh, Doug, yes, thanks, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, took a. Oh, we're well over an hour of your time here, so I sure do appreciate it. Oh, it, it's it all good. By, and yeah. look forward to this year. I'm actually coming out with three rubs. Oh, awesome. So uh, that'll yep. be in the next month or two through Old World Spice. Okay. Yep. So I'm coming out with an all-purpose rub, a Texas brisket rub, yep. and and uh, uh, a seasoning dust, a, bar- a barbecue seasoning dust, not a steak seasoning dust. So, awesome. So we'll, that, uh, we'll that'll be my three eye, rubs. Keep our eyes open for that. Yes, it'll be available on my website once it comes out. So perfect, awesome, Doug. Uh, last thing I ask everybody: it's uh, it's dinner time. You got one of the uh, handful or two of Traegers fired up in the backyard. What's uh, what's the go to for you? If I didn't think my favorite thing to cook is brisket, and if I didn't think ahead and put it on Friday sure. night, yeah, yeah. and it's resting <laughs> in the cooler by you know two in the afternoon, yes, because I'm a long you know rested a long time, I will cook. Well, like for t- tonight, I, I did hamburger hump day all all of last year on Instagram right. and mm-hmm. so uh, on Wednesdays and stuff. And so I just had a hankering for a burger. Yeah. So I cooked a burger. I just did a burger tonight. I put pimento mm-hmm. and some leftover mac and cheese on there and, nice. uh, you know, these, 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 uh, kind of Mexican chips and stuff. Okay. And so anyway, that was great. And my, my neighbor came down and he had one and thought it was great and yeah. stuff. So, but, Steak and picanha. Yeah. You know, if, if, you know, I'm, a, man, I'm a Sunday steak guy. If, if I have a choice on Sunday, I'm cooking me a ribeye. Yeah, there you go. Awesome, man. Doug, thanks so much for doing this. Great, uh, great chatting with you. Great you, visiting. You bet, Ryan. Sorry it took so long no, and hey. kind of went over. No, I had to tell you. That was awesome. Man. But, uh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good conversation. So I appreciate it. And and uh, I look, I'm glad we got introduced. So yeah, yeah I, I listened to probably five or six of your recent podcasts and stuff. And so I appreciate that. Um, the the sound quality is is something that's that's just great and wow, that's, uh, uh, that's yeah. thanks to Greg and his uh, his prodding so yes yes exactly so yeah. and and also it gets me a little a little more familiar with the Canadian type yeah, you know barbecue because a lot of your people are or some of your people are from you know from Canada yep. and stuff that you interview yeah and stuff, mostly so. yeah 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 so that's yeah. been good so Excellent. appreciate it and we and we met through Instagram there you go yep there yes and hopefully uh, one of these days I'll get back down there and we'll uh, we'll sit down over some food or something. So. Sounds good. We'll have to go to Truth Barbecue. That's the I've best been barbecue. To, I've been to Bren- the Brenham location, the old one. There. Oh yeah, yeah, the original yeah, yeah. spot. Well, I haven't okay, been yeah. New, Tr- uh, haven't been back down there since they opened up the new one. Yeah, I misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. Truth is my second favorite. My favorite is Burnt Bean oh, by Ernest yeah. Cervantes. Yes, yeah. I'm telling you, he. I cook a mean brisket, but every time I have one of his briskets, even at the restaurant, yeah. I'm like. Damn. And he cooks it fat side up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, this is good. So <laughs> yeah. gosh. He, yeah. Uh, and then he's he's doing all kinds of new recipes this year. And you know, he got he got nominated for James Beard Award. Yeah, that's and pretty stuff. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, on he, the on the list for me for sure. So. 
make sure that your next trip you have to, and that's only 45 minutes from me. So, yeah, you're close so we can, we can go there and stuff. So yeah, I'll introduce you to Ernest if you haven't awesome. met him or know him. So, all right. Appreciate it, Ryan. Have a wonderful Thank evening. you so, so much. Thanks, buddy. You bet. You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. And follow them on Facebook and Instagram and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Some sad news on the Canadian barbecue scene this week as it was announced that Hellraiser out of Quebec has shut its doors because of financial difficulties. Company founder Sean Bevins has been on the podcast a couple of times and my heart goes out to him and his family along with all of the employees. Some competition news also out of Quebec as the Igloo Barbecue Challenge is back on February 18th in St. Apollinaire. Follow Challenge Igloo BBQ on Facebook for registration news. Also on the Canadian competition calendar is the Jack Memorial in La Salette, Ontario, May 27th and 28th. That same weekend here in Alberta is the Embers and Ice Pitmaster Championship in the Edmonton area. This is the competition formerly known as Porkapalooza. Out in Invermere, BC, June 24th and 25th, the Columbia Valley Smoke Show is back for year number two. And moving up a few weeks on the calendar from last year, it's the Didsbury Lions Barbecue on August 5th and 6th in Didsbury, Alberta. Here in Calgary, planning will be underway soon for Barbecue on the Bow on the Labor Day long weekend in September. Smoke in the Valley is heading back to its original home of Lumsden, Saskatchewan for September 22nd to 24th. I was chatting with Shane at Grey Cup in Regina back in November, and once the sanctioning is in place, we'll be getting him on the show to talk about it. I know there are more events in the works, so I will keep you up to date as more events are made official and become sanctioned. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there was someone you'd like to hear from. You can follow me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then go on out there and get show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, wherever you are, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.